Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. Michael Red, my brother. My brother. My brother. What's going on, man? Hey, we've been traveling. Um, for those who don't know, I think I think we said it in the last uh, podcast. So uh, this is getting out a little later than we normally do it because we've been traveling. Uh, how are you? How was your travels? How was everything, man? Before I get to that, I've got to proclaim your name is not Daniel Ortiz. <laughs> your name is Da Vinci. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And for those who know Daniel (laughs) Tews know that he is full of wit. That's what the scripture says. Full of witty inventions. And come on. Come on. He he hit me with something yesterday. We are working. We are working on podcast and working on some really we are working on some things. And I say we are. I always say we are because because you are a part of it. And so of course. Course. We are working on something that I believe is going to be great and big, and and you know we for those who know both of us, we love um, the intentionality of God in our lives when it comes to creativity, innovation, and bringing the genius. Can of I ask God you a question? Yes, yes. Ask me the question. How did you receive the intel and information on on this witty invention? Ultimately, how, how, did how, did it, how did it come in? How did it come? How did it come to you? Prayer, seeking the Father. Okay. Be, being so that's quiet. the prelude to the podcast, basically. Yeah, being and quiet intimacy. before the Lord and intimacy and listening to God. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, you know, um, they say great inventions. And I think who said this? Uh, I forgot which one of the great inventors said this, but inventions come in a time of need. And so I think that came in a time of need. That's something that I needed. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, you need this. Why don't you become, not only do you need this, <laughs> but many other millions of people need this. And why don't you become the answer to it? And I think when we're listening, I think great ingenuity happens with great need. And I think a lot of times when we're, we can complain when there's great need or we can listen. I'll put the Holy Spirit on that. I don't know why, but let's just talk about that for a second. We can complain or we can listen. And I think a lot of times our complaining moves us away from really listening to the Holy Spirit to express ingenuity on earth that he wants to express. And then that's why many times those who are listening to the podcast and it's happened to me and I know it's happened to you, Mike, we like, man, we thought about that two years ago, but somebody else came, you know what I mean? Because we were not really studious and listening enough to answer that problem. Well, Maybe we were just prophetic and we're meant for us to do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> true, true. honestly, I mean, you know, I, 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 there's a lot, I mean, there's things that are happening right now that we're, that we were operating in five, six, seven years ago. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. I can name yeah. some of the businesses. I can name some of the things we've done from a ministry standpoint that people are operating in now. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I, uh, I, I, I guess God's gift, he's gifted us with that with that with that heart or that insight foresight because of I think the theme of our lives is worship yeah right so and, and I think to your to your point timing is everything you know because there is a there's a I, I know there's an element of people that miss it right just because yeah. you know we get like the children of Israel grumbling and complaining becomes our forte 
Um, but then there's other yeah. times when you don't grumble and complain, and it's all in the time of the Lord, right? And yeah, um, I mean, yeah. being able to be obedient to that and 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 having that heart that because you know, I think one of the things that marks you and I always is like we don't care what's happening, to be honest. What we care is that is God is in what's happening. <laughs> if that makes sense, right? It's it's oh. like not it, it shifts from thing to thing. Right. So totally. we've been blamed on that. Like, hey, you guys can't do your case can't hold on. To, no, we're just moving from glory to glory. That's OK. You That's know what I mean? And so but I think for us, we care ultimately most about is God there? And if it's God there, we want to be there. That's it. And if the cloud has moved and the fire has moved, we want to move with the cloud by day and the fire by night. Let's just go wherever yeah, and, he's at. And part of that <laughs> is ridicule and part of that is being misunderstood. Yes. Yes. And, you know, not being able to be figured out. Right. Uh, so, you know, heaven is always transcending the trends of the earth. Uh, yes. We just got to tap into it with worship and the presence of the Lord, you know. So that's the hallmark and the plumb line of, of, of the wave is the heart of God. And the heart of God is always going to be ahead of whatever's trending right now, right? In fact, there's things that are happening now that we saw six years ago, and I, we're not the only ones that have prophetic insight. There's people all around the world, pockets of people all around the world who have insight of what's to come. Um, it's funny because I don't even have an appetite for what, what was. I think there's more to come um, as far as invention, innovation, ingenuity, impact, perspective um yeah yeah so it's it's I, I, it's go ahead man because you sparked no, the thought in me because this is the thing though like we were we th there there is a notion that we go from glory to glory to glory so as amazing at what what five years ago six years six years ago if you hang on to that you're going to miss what wants to come yeah yeah right because when you enter the kingdom there there's there's always new things and there's the propensity to be uncomfortable so you have to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable just when yeah. you feel like you got the corner on something and you figured it out god says nope there's something fresh and new right we we had just got a building i mean we had been praying for a building <laughs> and asking god seeking god just got the building this is a long, this is a long time ago. This is a long time ago for those. Yeah, that, this is for those yeah. for those who don't know. We got a building years ago, yeah. and uh, yeah. we went yeah. from having multiple a building buildings. To, yeah, we went and, to and, having a building. Lord said, "Move, move to the next." <laughs> Isn't it beautiful, Mike? Where go ahead, go ahead, keep on. But I'm going to ask it, a question was, here in a second. It was cutting edge, though. It was cutting edge. And, oh, absolutely. And then we had another facility, right? God says, "Move on," and and so. The, the ability to be portable and adaptable to operate in fluidity of the Holy Spirit, right? And, and, and never get so entrenched with what God did because you'll miss what God is doing. Come on. But to have foresight and to have insight into that is living a life of worship. Because inside of worship is instructions. Come on, man. Oh, God. I want to run out of here, man. See, Worship doesn't get me warm and fuzzy. Man, worship gives me instruction for the future. Come on, man. 
See, see, the sovereignty of God is is you know how three D glasses make things uh, look more closer than they really are in the movies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you wear three D glasses, Danny. Of course, yeah, yeah. That, so when so imagine you're sitting in a movie theater and you're throwing on the three D glasses of worship, and what's on the screen pops out all the more. What happens mm. in worship? Sovereignty pops out like three D does. The sovereignty of God, the will of God, I feel the Holy Ghost on this, so strong. When you're sitting in the movie theater, you're throwing on the goggles of worship, the glasses of worship, and the sovereignty of God becomes clearer and clearer to you. And that's what happens in worship. It, it just doesn't give you goosebumps. Yeah. It gives you sovereignty in like 3D. If yeah, because what okay. you begin to start doing is seeing the fullness of who he is, right? Yes. Remember, we had the conversation last yes. last podcast that the the ultimate the ultimate part of worship is to bring you to oneness to Jesus, right? And so, to your point, like it brings you to sovereignty because it brings you the in the fullness of the Godhead, and so you can see Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit in his entirety, and it's and and again. Not fully, right? Because that's the the beauty about worship. You said something great, right? About about um, that there's more, right? You you just said that a little bit ago, right? Mm -hmm. There's more, mm -hmm. right? And what I love about that statement when that when you hit that statement, it brought into my 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 mind how how God uses our hunger. <laughs> you know, He gives us enough of Him to yep. to last us for another enough of Him for another enough of Him, right? He gives you so much to bring you back, right? And yep. the beauty of it is that he's so timeless and he's so omnipresent and omniscient and uh, omnipotent and omniscient and all these ants that we can talk about. He's so big that eons of history and eons of time that we're going to be with him will not be compared to that. Right. And so part of drawing us continually to that that um revealing of who he is he's revealing a little bit more and 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 that's what brings us back right because we mm -hmm. want the fullness of the oneness with him and so the invitation again is for oneness and so that worship leads you to make him everything right and make him everything that we need and everything that we are because he's in us and he's created us in his image and his likeness right and so yeah having those two things attached to each other is one, right? And so that desire for us is like, man, I just want to be one with him, right? To worship in lifestyle plays a huge part, right? Um, something we said the last time, uh, which which we ended on sacrifice and worship. Remember that, Mike? You, I don't know if you remember that. I really and don't, I, and I, I'm no, joking I with you. <laughs> you talk you, about sacrifice and worship. One of the last things you said, and we're gonna and we're gonna go to Genesis 22 on this. But someone said this. I don't know if you remember this. Someone said this. I, I want to hit into this conversation because I want to get you. You've been saying something that I think is gonna be the heartbeat of this podcast. Okay. Is worship is so intimate? <laughs> oh man, yeah. it is so intimate. Yeah. There's so much revelation that we need on the intimacy not only of singularity but polarity right and and, and i guess plurality is what i was trying to say like there's a plural sense of of intimacy because there's a body sense of intimacy when it comes to the body of worship 
and there's there's this intimacy that we can have with the father all of it is for intimacy all of it is to get intimacy with the father and i think a lot of times we 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 don't look at worship as intimacy but worship is an intimate thing it's so personable but again it can be also corporately intimate right it doesn't always have to be like me and you are having this intimate expression with the lord when we get into a corporate or corporate setting even that becomes intimate right Everyone knows this. I believe everyone knows this. There, there is a sense of when you get corporate and you get a whole bunch of people with the same aim, whoo, that draw to the father is like nothing else. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable, yeah. right? So, you know, yeah, I agree with you. You know, I want to tackle that a little bit, Mike. What, I agree what is, with you. What what does it look? But you because you're right, Danny. Well, can I, can I, can we, all right. You yes, said something really, really important right there. When we're like locked in, right? When we're locked in, when we're all um, focused on the presence of the Lord. I don't believe worship is popular in today's culture. And the reason hey, worship is not popular. Explain that, explain that. Because I, well, I think, I think that, yeah. and, and this is what I, I got to go say. back to that. I want to hit because I want to hit this. Is what I hit true worship, right? You're talking about true intimacy. Let's go yes, ahead. Let me come on. Come on. True, for, yeah, yeah. true worship. True intimate worship. So, yeah. True intimate worship is not popular because the presence of the Lord is not popular. Come on, man. See, we've, we've, we've sacrificed the presence of the Lord for performance and presentation. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, Presentation draws, but it, it eventually it's going to dry up, Danny. We've seen it. It, it, it dries up and quickly. <laughs> quickly. Quickly. You become a trend. Quickly. A trend. As far as you go, as fast as you rise up is as fast as no one, everyone forgets it. I'm being oh, 100%. honest. 100%. Because, because this is the essence of intimacy, to your point. And, and the Lord showed me this a couple of years ago. And there was a lot of talk, and we used to preach this and teach this a lot, like about proximity, right? The presence of the Lord, proximity, being close to the Lord. And that's absolutely important. But what exceeds proximity is vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So when, when, when you engage in intimacy, I can't make love to my wife in my clothes, Doc. I... I have to get naked. Right? I want you to and, hear about the well, hold on. I want you to hear about the spirit. So he's talking about the spirit. Let, you gotta listen. Listen, yeah, don't don't yeah. don't tune I, us I mean, out. Literally. No, to, yeah. don't tune us out here. Because yeah. this is such an important point. Go ahead. Yes, yeah. No, seriously. I I can't. For those who are married, right? The only way to get intimate is to be unclothed. And so what gives us the ability, the permission to operate in such a vulnerable state is to be fully, fully naked with God, fully honest, fully transparent. That would be, that's what becomes, becomes the, uh, the, the preeminent thing that begins to happen in intimacy and in worship. Come on, man. You know, and so there has been this trend of like, we want all of God, but we refuse to give him all of us, right? We, we wanted the intimate touch of God with only a courtship commitment on our end. Come on, man. Come on, man. Right. And so 
So we engage in praise, which I love praise. We love praise. We love to shabak the Lord, right? Until I, we, we love, we love to, 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 to worship. And we, love, we love to praise. But worship, is it, oh, that's my favorite song. Oh, man. Actually, worship is, I need to get vulnerable right now. I'm getting closer and closer to the, the glory of God. And with that, I'm becoming more and more vulnerable. Right? And then the will of God begins to reveal itself. And then it's not my will, but let your will. I, I got to read this because you're hitting this right I'm here. Sorry. You're hitting this. No, no, no. You know, let me sign Genesis 3 8 for those who want to get Genesis 3 8. And they heard the sound of the Lord God yeah. walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Yeah. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the yeah. Lord among the trees of the garden. Yeah. Then the Lord, to your point, called out to Adam and said to him, the word, where, where are you there? I think could be translated to what you're saying. Where's my intimacy? <laughs> I just love this. Where's our intimate walk, man? We've been walking together all this time. Where you at? You know? Yeah. Where's the intimacy, right? And he said, I heard you, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. So there was a still, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Yeah. To your point, themselves. instead of allowing the nakedness, because that's what drew them together. There, there was not, no, there was no barrier. Of vulnerability, shame. Remember, shame shuts up vulnerability, and so now shame has come, and instead of being vulnerable, they're allowing shame to rule them. So shame steals intimacy. Instead of being safe in the foundation that I am who I am, and I can come, like we said it in the last podcast. The veil has been ripped, and according to Hebrews, you can boldly come. Not only come, I can boldly come into the throne room of God because of Jesus. Shame doesn't have to rule me. I can have intimacy with the Lord through 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 the veil of the blood of Jesus and through what he has done for me. And so I can fully come in. And so here, God is saying, Listen, I understand that shame is on you, but I didn't design you for shame. I designed you for intimacy. That's why you can still hear me. That's why you can still hear my voice. And I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm talking to somebody, right? Where where you think you've gone so far from the Lord and you think you walk so, I feel the Holy Spirit on this, you walk so away from the Lord and you still hear the whispers of the Holy Spirit and you think it's you. No, it's not you. And you and shame is telling you, well, I can't have a relationship with the Lord. I've done this. I've done that. I done... No, 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 no. Listen, stop and just say yes and exchange shame for vulnerability because he's asking you to just be you. He's not calling for someone that has got it together. He's not calling for someone that may have thought this is the way God wants him to see it. He's literally calling for you. And the whispers that you hear are not your mind. They're not yourself speaking to yourself. The whispers that you hear telling you that you accept it and you love is not some fairy tale. It is the Holy Spirit telling you, you are mine. You belong to me. Come into my rest. I feel that strong, Mike. 
That yeah, no, is before, understand. Go ahead, go ahead. No, but before the before the veil was ripped, Jesus was on the cross naked. A hundred percent. So it was it was symbolic of restoration of relationship. There's no there's no more barriers, right? And and so so I gotta say this and go back to presentation. I, I mentioned earlier that presentation um, we put so much stock into presentation, and it dries up over time. Yeah. And if you go to the text in, in John chapter twelve, Lazarus is just uh, raised from the dead. The Bible says that people came not only to see Jesus but to see Lazarus. In other words, they came to see a demonstration of the power of God. They came to see the supernatural. Our spirit beings, when we engage in worship, only longs for the supernatural, Danny. Which is the natural. Yes. I'm going to say that again. Supernatural becomes natural when you're living in the supernatural, right? Yes. And so it's, it's who we really are, to your point. It's that, again... I want to go back to Adam because it's that Adam nature of us. Like we we were created. Remember, the, the second Adam restored with the first Adam, right? So, But we were created to walk in the cool of the day. We were created to be one, right? We were created in that perfect sense, right? And so when you're walking in the supernatural, you're just natural. <laughs> like there shouldn't be a shock, right? Because that's just the way the father operates. Yeah, I, I I I hear you on that, and you're absolutely right. Ultimately, and and for those who don't, you know don't understand that, it's really just walking in the spirit. Yeah, right. And and so when you when you begin to walk in the spirit, what's supernatural? What Danny's saying, what's supernatural, what's caught up in the third heaven, will begin will be seen in the earth, right? Demonstration, right? Healings, miracles, signs, wonders, deliverances, breakthroughs, change, metamorphosis, all that begins to become normal. And I and I'm gonna say this, Mike, because you're 100 percent right. But I gotta say this because it just came to my mind, so I'm just gonna say yeah. it. And it's not even that. That's the aim, right? The aim. Those are byproducts, right? The aim is him, of course. And and when once once he shows up, all of it shows up, right? Like we we've, we've been saying this for years. When he shows up, you don't have to talk about healing. Because guess what? When Jesus showed up in the scene, people were healed. Absolutely. But it happened. It, it's it's a byproduct of that glory. It's the byproduct of heaven on earth to what you're yeah. just saying, right? Yeah. Heaven on there's no sickness, there's no disease. No. So it's just a byproduct. But the end result is oneness. The end result is being one, which is it's powerful that you mentioned Jesus because that's what Jesus restored, right? When Jesus took on Adam's nakedness, right? Adam did not want to. Adam did not even want to look at his nakedness, right? And Jesus is like, nah. I'll take on the nakedness. I become naked because you didn't want to become naked, right? When he took that nakedness upon himself, he restored every single one of us to full connection with the Father. Full restoration with the Father. There's no begging to get it. There's no pleading to get it. All we have to do is walk into that intentional design. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, again... I, I go back to what Jesus says, you know, about loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. Loving God consumes every part of you. It's that's that's the that's 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 so much embodies worship, right? Every part of me, yeah, right. My 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 soul, my heart, right. My mind, 
everything is enthralled into a, a, this moment with God. That's a powerful moment, right? That's a to have all of you consumed, to have all of you. I feel so good in saying that. To have all of you consumed, it transcends beyond. I, I can't wait to hear my favorite song. To every part of me in this moment is absolutely given over to you. Oh, Ooh. you spoke it because you're lost in him, right? You're lost in it. You, someone said this. Do you remember? Was, do you remember who said this? If you are focused <laughs> on others' expression, then you are not lost enough. You're 100 percent correct. Do you, do you know who said that? Uh, no, but we repeated it. You um, you said I don't. You, you said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Well, you said that right. last podcast. You said right. if you if you I are did. focused okay. on others' expression, because remember we were talking about being open to other people's expressions, and it's okay, yes. right? And the gazing, because you keep on bringing it, you brought it up twice. Yes. So I wanted to kind of hit on it a little yeah. bit. You were talking about that performative aspect of like, that, yeah, that's man. what we do in today's worship. It's more performance, right? But a lot of it is like, we don't want to, we too conservative and too reserved to get lost. I yeah. the Holy Ghost in this. Yeah, Ooh, I feel Stay the Holy here, Ghost in this, Stay man. Here, buddy. Stay we here, get man. too reserved to get lost. And then what goes into our minds is, and without, it don't even have to be cognitively. It, it, it's like, I think sometimes it's, it's even unaware. We like, well, I don't know what they're going to think of me. Instead of like, no, my only aim is him. Like, to your point, when you get that lost and that fixated on his, who he is and the beauty of his imagery and the beauty of his glory and the beauty of his face like Moses was seeing face to face like when you get lost in yeah. that there is no room yeah. yeah to even gaze in any other position right you're not even caring like who's in the room like the room becomes silent I know that's exactly you know right like like uh, you remember this old song uh I think Matt Redman was the song I'm going back to the heart of worship yeah. Where it's all about yeah. you, yeah. all about you, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Lord, for the things I made it, because it's all yeah. about you, right? Right. When it gets yeah. to that point, I'm telling y'all, I pray that there's a hunger being stirred inside of you today to become so intimacy with, so intimate with Jesus, so intimate with Abba, so intimate to the Holy Spirit that it'll drive you past the reservedness of your flesh. And you can get on this journey of wonder and awe where people don't, where, where you like Paul, you caught up and you don't know if you're here or not here. That's what I like. I just want to yeah. get caught up in him, man. Yeah. I want him yeah. to and be the awe. Go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, 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 I never, I never uh, went to go peek out to see my mom and dad do what they do, right? It's, it's perverted, right? Like, why, why would I go? Why would I want to gaze? I know you laughing at me. <laughs> I'm not peeking at someone is making love to uh, God. Right? Okay. No, no. I, I want to no. go for what I know. No, it's I want to go after it myself. <laughs> You're so silly, man. I'm serious, though, man. In a sense, like I don't have time to gaze upon someone else's love life oh, with God man. in that moment. No, man. You know, an it, intimate, it, intimate moment with God. I want it for myself, right? Yeah, man. And, and you know what? There's beauty. You and I were talking about this. There's like, there's a two different, there's two different, there's two different thoughts, right? So the one thought is what you're saying right now, which you and I are totally agree. Like, 
Like, again, we talked about it last week. Shut the camera off. Like, get just intimate with the Lord. Like, just forget about your favorite songs being sung. Forget about who's in the room. Forget about if they're reading the scriptures. Forget about it. Just gaze on him, right? And then I know you and I have been caught times where we so just lost. And then we pick, we peek at someone's romance with the Lord. And, like, we just become happy. And, like, to see someone lost in worship with the Lord is such a beautiful scene, right? Again, there's a judgment side of it, and there's this beauty side of it, right? And I think sometimes, you know, most, I believe, most people are just engaged in the judging. Like, oh, I can't believe well, they worship this way. I can't I believe they worship that way. I, but, I got an indignation towards people talking to me after I get in worship. Worshiping. I know. I know. I have a look on my face, I, and it's not to be mean to anybody. I promise uh, you, it's almost my spirit saying, "Why are you so carnal right now?" Right? I'm like, can you, you don't talk about it. I'm saying we're, we're in the presence oh, of the King of Kings. I don't have time for frivolous conversation. You know, I, I, I can't. I, I can't tell you how many times we've had our gatherings over the years, and you and I, our wives, kids. You know, our team is like lost in the glory. I kind of just go in the back, man, and, and not not be bothered, you know, because yeah. you know, there's something about the sacredness of the moment, right? Come the on. reverence for the moment, man. And I can't dumb it down that fast. And I think we've trained our 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 churches here in America to dumb down those experiences. Now that worship service is over, now that the song is over, now go to the announcements. Now go to offering and now go to the preach word and now go. No, 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 no. We've ruined gatherings. Come on. Because man. when he comes, when Come he on, comes, man. all that matters is him and him preaching and him singing over us. That's the scripture, by the way. And him mm. teaching us and him touching us and him impregnating us. See, intimacy involves impregnation of kingdom endeavors to take over the earth. So, so, so when I'm in the bedchamber in a corporate gathering, I personally don't want to be bothered with simple stuff after uh, uh, we kind of subside, you know, in, in those moments. And I, you know, man, you know me, and I, you know, I've seen you, and we we just yeah. get lost. And we just like, get lost. No, yeah, we're yeah, not, not in, we're not into like, or, we're not going to shake no. hands, not because we don't love you. There's plenty of time right. throughout the week to do that. Uh, the the Kina Kina is here. That, that's real. That's why we believe in having that's ultimate right. relationship. We don't believe in just gathering. And again, we we have exchanged our gatherings because again, the end result of what we push in is not him. And that's and I know some pastor right now is listening, and you're like, well, that's not fair. No, it, I'm just being honest. It's not oh, if he was yeah. the aim. All the other stuff goes, right? And so if we, we make preaching the aim, we make our announcements the aim, we make our right. so if he is the aim, and so you you and I heart is this, like we're we're and we're heading this direction. So that I said it the last time and I'm gonna say it again. We're working on something and it's and it's forming. And so I just put on your calendar October 1st, October 1st, 10 30 a.m., which is on a Sunday morning. Uh, we're working on something. We'll have more details later, right? Can so I, just can put I say it something out. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presentation is important. Presentation absent of presence, things go wrong. Presentation with presence captivates you. Yeah. And the reason why I say presentation is important is because you and I every single day make our beds. <laughs> our kids make their beds, right? Sometimes. <laughs> we always keep our house immaculate, our cars immaculate, right? Because presentation matters, right? But what happens is 
we're so focused on the presentation, the mood, the light, the smoke machines, the ambiance, and we've used that as a substitute for the presence of God, the smoky glory of God, right? And, and that is what's preeminent for us whenever we're in a gathering setting, that the glory of God, I remember you telling me a story about a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours years ago, Sam. Danny, uh, you can sing a little bit, uh, and you can tell the story better than I can. And, and, and you know, but you don't, you, you know, you can't sing, you know, or something, something along those lines. And I, I almost had to rebuke him. I said, "What? Danny's a phenomenal singer. What are you talking about? He's not a good singer. You know, when you leave worship." Yeah. I said, "You're not hearing by the spirit." Now, Danny does not sing off. Danny sings on key, but the sound within the sound is what brings captivation. But this is what he was saying. Like, it, it, you still rebuked him, but what he was saying is like, hey, you can't sing. You know right. what I mean? You're not singing with runs and all of this, but bro, you captivate me. Like, that's, he didn't understand why he was captivated. Like, so right. he wanted to like have the conversation, but at the same time, try to kill me. But at the same time, like- He did try to kill you. With, right. with, right. with curiosity, right. he was like, well, I don't understand why I'm so captivated and you're not like doing runs and like, and you was like, because the presence is kept. That's it. Right? Like, not, it's not like Danny's going up there. You're right. It's not like I'm not a skillful piano player. It's not like I'm out Very of tune, skillful. Right? Right. But it's like what he was not getting, he was used to a certain sound in his life that we say, like, again, if you've grown up in a black and brown church like Mike and I have, there's a difference between singing and singing. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, there's a difference. You, sang, you can sing, right? Instead right. of you can sing, Right. Right. And so he was used to like, you can sing, right? And it was like, no, we just are in the rhythm of the spirit, right? And so being I in have, the rhythm of the spirit, but I have seen and I have operated in a, 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 a flow that my voice sounds absolutely horrible, but it sounds horrible because tears are streaming down my face and my, my throat on, is. That is it's a desperation cry. Come, come it's a see, cry. It's a cry. Now you mess with me. It's now a you cry. messing with me. Don't start that cry. on this podcast. I'm That's just exactly saying, right. it's a cry. There's, a, a, there's cry. a difference of you hear When you hear a cry, when you hear a cry, it should do something to you. When you hear a cry, it should do something to your heart. Okay. If you hear, if, if anybody, listen, I love using analogies. So let's say you walk into a restaurant, right? And you yeah. hear a baby cry. That's a different cry. Like, if you hear a baby cry, you're like, oh, that's a baby cry. Yeah. If you hear a mother crying for his baby, that's a different mm -hmm. cry. Mm -hmm. You may not move as quick when you hear the baby cry because you know that's a cry. That's normal. Baby cries. Mm -hmm. But when you hear the mother crying for the baby, the first thing that's on you, like, what's happening? Is the baby joking? Right? Like, there's something that does when that mother's desperate, right? So that's when you hear that kind of cry. Powerful. Something inside of you goes, oh, hold on a second. I, I so, got to go find out what's happening. <laughs> so, so, so intimacy, right? Yeah. He impregnates you with a cry of desperation. Right. And then yeah. your spirit says, I can't settle for anything less. See, what happens is when you get that cry in you for the heart of God and the touch of God and the intimacy of God, when you are desperate, it ruins you for religion. It absolutely ruins you for presentation and performance. You can't stand it. You can't I do can't it. Stand it. You can't do it. I you want can't do glory. it. Glory. 
I want the and and, and that's what because that becomes you. You know, you laugh right out of it, but that's that's, that's what we it's, want. It's so funny we, because you and I went to the most incredible worship services, quote unquote, around this country. Am to I the natural, the to the natural ear, yes. To to the natural ear. I mean, the music is immaculate, the voices, the gifts, the talents on stage. It does nothing for us. I don't mean to get loud. No disrespect to those for those who who are being touched. But there's a there, to your point about the crime the desperation, right? And it's like, that's what we long for more than anything. And that's the yeah. thing that we've tried to birth in the earth, man. And again, a cry, your cry will sound like you. And it, it yes. sounds desperate to God. Yes. And we're not even, and, and I promise it you. Cries I, a heart. I, 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 it's a it's heart. A heart. It's, we're not talking about styles here. Like we yeah. actually talking about the opposite. So I don't want you to think like, oh, these guys like this style. No, it's this style. Look, I've been, Mike and I have been where the cry was a silent cry. Yes. When nobody was saying anything, but there was oh, there was such a desperate within your spirit and no one's saying a word. I'm talking about 45 minutes of silence. Maybe longer. Maybe, Maybe longer. longer. But there was such an intensity of a cry from your spirit, man. So we're not talking about styles. We're not talking about somebody yelling. We're talking about the spiritual thing that comes in mm -hmm. when this intimate walk with the Lord, when that becomes, again, when he becomes your object obsession, obedience to him is the only thing that makes sense. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Genesis 22. Let's go to that. Can I just read Genesis 22? And we're going to land the plane on this. Let's land the plane <laughs> on Genesis 22. I'm just going to read a little bit, and we're going to describe a little bit. And next week, we'll get into John. Next week, I want to talk about Jesus talking about worship. Because there's so many, again, like we keep on saying in each podcast, there's so many elements to this. But I, I'm going to read Genesis 22, and then we're going to talk about it for a second, Mike. And, 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 and like, because this is a, such an intimate, it's the first time worship is mentioned in the whole entire Bible. So the, in the whole entire 66 books that we have, this is the first time the word worship is mentioned. Uh, it's the Hebrew words. For those who know, I'm just going, it's, it's, it's Shakah. And the word shakah means to bow down or to prostrate oneself, right? Wow. That's what it means, to, to wow. bow down, right? That's the Hebrew word of shakah. So, it's, so I just want to read a little bit, and I just want to jump in, because, because this is such a great level of intimacy, great level of obedience, and the cry was the obedience. I'm going to say that again. Your cry, your obedience becomes the cry. And I love, there was, there was a cry of Isaac. And then I love Abraham's response. Anyway, I'll read it. Now it came to pass after these <laughs> things that God tested Abraham and said to him, one of the most greatest stories in the Bible. And he said to him, here I am. Again, there's a yes. Yes. I don't even know who I'm talking to, but yes. Mm. Yes, God. Yes, Elohim. And he said, take now your son, your only oh, son, oh. Isaac. Go oh, ahead. You're not interrupting. You know we interrupt each other. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Remember the song we used to sing growing up? Yeah. Can, can you say yes? Yes. Yes. We need to modify that song. That song needs to be maybe. Can I consider it? <laughs> Does it work with my schedule? <laughs> do I like this? Do I like this? Does that make sense, though? Yeah. We said like yes. We said yes to things that we had no information on. Come on, man. Oh. Come on, man. So go ahead and go back to the script. But I want to say that because yeah, we, you got to be careful when you say what you're saying. Yes. Listen, he said, then he said, so he told him, yes, here I am. Then he said, take your, 
son, your only son. Now we know this is the anthropomorphic picture of Jesus. This is why we love this story, because it's the father explaining Jesus to us, whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you, which is then we talked about it last week. Um, what was it? I, I wrote it down last week. Sacrifice and worship go hand in hand. We talked about mm -hmm. last week, right? Mm -hmm. So Abraham rose early in the morning. There's something about early in the morning and sat on his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of God, which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham, remember, on the third day, Abraham left his, uh, lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off, which is Moriah. And Abraham said to his young men, so the guys that were with him, hey, stay here with the animal and, and the lad and I, which Isaac and I, my son and I will go yonder and worship and bow down and prostrate ourselves. And now we know from an Old Testament point of view, when you study the Old Testament, what he meant, we're going to lay our face down to the ground because they felt like they were dead. So that literally that bow down is not like us. We bowing down to a king or something. It's literally your hands on up like you're on a cross on the floor with your face to the ground. So he said, we're about to do this. And this is the act of worship. And we'll come back to you. And so verse six, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hands and knife. And the two of them went together. And I love this. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood. Look at the fire and the wood. But where is, is the lamb of a burnt offering? And I love the Abraham's confidence in God. Because he didn't say, you're going to be the one, Isaac. No, he says, so Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac. But Isaac spoke to him and said, and listen to his response. Then he said, look, the fire, wood, where's my, verse 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. So he was pointing Isaac not to the situation at hand, but today, obedience to God and kept his eyes on what worship is about, not the act that they were doing. We're going to we're going to say God is going to supply that. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they, verse nine, then they came to the place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. You can't get more intimate than this. And Abraham stretched out his hand. And took the knife to slay the son. But the angel of the Lord called to him in, from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said again, here I am. Then he said, do not lay your hand on the lad, which is Isaac, or do anything to him. For now that you fear God. And again, again the honor and respect, this word translation here, fear, because of obedience, since you have not withheld your son your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a yeah. thicket by his horn. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead. I want to read this again. And he said to him, do not lay your hands on him, for, 
For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld just a meaning. Yeah. You have given everything. Yeah. You have gotten lost in hearing him and obeying him. Yes. Yes. To the point that nothing in this natural world makes sense. You don't even care about it. And I love his response so intimately to his son Isaac. When his son realized, hold up, y'all. We're going up here, but there's nothing to there's nothing to kill. He said, don't worry about it. Keep your eyes on God, right? Because my eyes are there. Like he put Isaac's eyes where his eyes. He was not concerned what he was being asked. He was engulfed and gazed on the beauty of the father. Yeah, it's interesting. Verse nine says, Abraham built an altar. And that's why we always use that notion, build an altar. Worship is synonymous with altars. And then Isaac says, I'm going to be the sacrifice. Romans says you're a living sacrifice, right? And so you cannot separate worship from being a sacrifice. You cannot separate worship from building an altar, right? And so we learn that so much of this story about building altars and then also becoming a sacrifice. It's synonymous with worship. It's bigger than a song. It's bigger than smoke and lights and, and the dimming of a light, right? It's 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 bigger than that. Go ahead, do you want to say it's, something? It's oneness. And 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 we'll end with this, and then I'll give you the last word. I'll end with this. It's oneness. It's laying down your life to please the Father. I have to lay down my life, Danny. It's a laid down lay life. Down. It's a laid down life. Lord, we used to sing a song. Whatever it looks yeah. like, whatever it sounds <laughs> like, come, Lord Jesus. Yeah. Whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds like, come. Like we sing that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that whatever it looks like, whatever it sounds, because when you do, you're lost to this natural world. There's such a supernatural gaze that you don't care what he's asking. You just like, I just want you. And when, in order to get him fully, in order to engage oneness, there has to be a loss of you. There has to be. It's a supernatural exchange. It's a, it's, a, it's a divine exchange. You know, my life for his life. Period. And, and once you get into that intoxic moment of the presence of God, that euphoric moment, it's, 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 it's really easy to do because he touched you. That touch is life-changing, man. That touch is powerful. It's potent. It's, transform it's transformative. So when you get into the presence of God, the glory of God, there's an exchange there. And it's beautiful, man. It really is. I lied. I said I was not going to say nothing else, but I'll say this. I'll say this is my last thing I'm going to say. And then you can close it out, Mike. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. <laughs> and oh, the joy oh, the that joy. my soul. Yeah. Something, something, something happened. <laughs> and now I know he touched me. He, he touched, touched me. me and made me home. Yes, 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 yes. He touched me. We long for the touch. This is the thing, though. Not once a week. Every <laughs> single day of our lives. Every single day of our lives, I crave 
I cr- I personally crave. I, my life is my life is uh, certainly not perfect and certainly flawed and it's whatever. Um, but but the one thing that you can never take from me is my craving for His presence. Period. Above all else in the world and everything around me, the one thing that I have that nothing could do with is my cry, my craving for the heart of God. And um, that's my prayer for the world, man, to, you know, obviously not only become identified as sons, but also begin to crave for the more of his presence, more of his glory, more of his heart um, of a matter. So yeah, man, he touched me and I'll never be the same again. Never. I'm writing this down as you start because it's just, (laughs) <laughs> I see it. <laughs> you know, my heart we, is yours. My they, heart they, is yours. Take it all. Take it all. Take, take it all. all. <laughs> my life in your hands. That's all oh, I hear you saying. You say that's every it. day. My heart is yours. That's it, Danny. My heart is yours. Take it all. Take it all. My life in your hands. Now, Danny, can you testify to this? And we got to go. But like, when you when you begin to sing that, when you begin to believe that and engage what you just sung, your life trajectory changes. <laughs> Let me that's say that's another this. podcast. Yes, that's another podcast. <laughs> I was just gonna say yes and amen. <laughs> your life not only changes into the image, but it goes wherever the river, wherever the wind goes at that point. And that's why and I said the, the sovereignty of God begins to be revealed to you come on, through 3D glasses. But we're just repeating ourselves. But go ahead, Danny. I'm sorry. Oh, we're done. We're done. Listen, we're done. Uh, yes okay. and amen. I'm done. I'm done. Because listen, I, my, my, you stirred <laughs> me up and you're talking. And then uh, we'll have another hour podcast. Listen, we, we love to. you. Yes, We sir. love you. Shalom, Maranatha, Christ. We 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 await your return, uh, that your kingdom come. You will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We love you guys. I can't wait till next week. Uh, Mike, just dive it into like I love Je- you, Jesus. I love you too. Jesus thought pattern on worship and, and really get yes, more into man. the intimacy. So, man, we love you guys, man. Um, and I pray that these are blessing your heart. I know they are because you guys are telling me so. Um, and I look forward to uh, October 1st, man. So love you, man. Uh, we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.